Mind in the Motorcycle, Monologues, Volume 34, May 13th, 2021. A Lone Voice in the Universe. Before I really get going, um, I got to tell you, um, as you know, podcasts are a very personal medium. And, uh, you know, normally I'm, uh, I'm over at, uh, at my pal Foster's and we're recording. And there's a kind of an, a sort of an air of formality about it. Uh, he's in Los Angeles. Uh, we're recording on my phone to his phone. The sound may be eh, not, not terrific. Uh, but I know, you know, it'll be okay. Uh, but I got a text from him at about 5.30 uh, a.m. saying, as soon as you get up, let's record the podcast. I made coffee. I'm in my nightshirt. Um, I still got morning eyes and I'm in my kitchen. Uh, I got my papers propped up on a box. My phone is sitting uh, in a tripod, so my hands are free. Um, I have a cup of coffee nearby. I'll probably slurp while I'm doing the news. Uh, but um, as we like to say um, in our YouTube show, Foster and Feinstein, we're live. So let me get to the news. And um, I hope you enjoy it because I think I'm going to have some fun. Um, stories we'll be covering. The environment, wind, turtles, votes and corporate suppression, faux neutrality, abortion, innocence, fair employment, China unfair to women, borders, stupid India, global inequity, Colombia cacophony, little girls, women, Israel-Palestine shit show, psychedelic therapy, um, and I'm closing with some words from Gandhi. So first up, let's deal with the environment. Um, last Thursday, there was a, a new federal report that was uh, issued by the Biden administration with a vision for conserving at least 30% of U.S. lands and waters by 2030, which is, um, to me, really terrific. Um, on the environmental side um, and for many domestic issues, Biden um, is surprisingly progressive. Um, and, um, I think it's great. So this report, uh, let me see. I got a quote here from a guy named Randy Spivak, a director of the Center for Biological Diversity. It's a big deal that the Biden administration recognizes we're in the midst of a wildlife extinction crisis and a climate emergency. This report is an important rallying cry. That's a, a quote from, from him. And, um, uh, we're kind of, uh, this report was put together. One of the people putting it together is somebody that I've mentioned very often, uh, uh, Interior Secretary Deb Haland. And, uh, she's a Native American lady and the first Native American to be, uh, in a cabinet position. And quite honestly, it's not shocking, uh, to have her, um, authoring a report like this. Uh, now we'll move on to um, a, another kind of a climate issue and, and an energy one, that is wind. Uh, climate scientists were among those who applauded the Biden administration uh, this past Tuesday um, as the Interior Department announced the approval of the United States' first large-scale offshore wind farm off the coast of Massachusetts. The farm will have up to 84 turbines near Martha's Vineyard. And it will generate enough energy to power 400,000 homes with 800 megawatts of electricity. 
And again, according to um, our, our, our friend Deb, a clean energy future is within our grasp in the United States. The approval of this project is an important step toward advancing the administration's goals to create good-paying union jobs while combating climate change and powering our nation. Um, that's a, a good bit of news. Uh, here's a bit of stupid. There's a lot of stupid that seems to be coming out of Florida. Um, the, far, the Florida Wildlife Commission identified a, a new menace to the marine environment, and that's volunteers who protect sea turtles. The state wants to cut the number of volunteers as a step toward ejecting them completely from the beach. Um, I happen to know a little bit about, um, about sea turtles. Uh, I was involved with a project in Costa Rica um, about protecting green turtles. These, these turtles are they're like over a million years old, not individually, but they've been here a really long time. They weigh hundreds of pounds. They come on shore to lay their eggs, uh, and they um, are attracted to light. And if there's light on shore, they're going to go the wrong way. And it's very, very important uh, to protect um, these creatures. Uh, and um, it's a just a typically stupid move uh, by uh, by the state of, uh, of Florida. And, um, you know, these folks are um, are doing the, are doing the right thing. And again, it's one of those stories that I have um, some firsthand knowledge of. So, uh, and an, another, here we'll, we'll go to another um, uh, stupid state. Um, uh, last Friday morning, uh, the GOP uh, Texas controlled, the GOP controlled Texas House passed the nation's most recent voter suppression bill, which kind of reignites the call by, for U.S. Democrats to abolish the filibuster and to pass the For the People Act. Um, and according to State Representative Jessica Gonzalez, it's old Jim Crow dressed up in what our colleagues are calling election integrity. Um, the Republican Party is honestly they're working to strip Americans of their right to vote. Um, and I agree. And that was a quote from the managing director of Stand Up America. I, I you know, we have. I don't know. Um, it, it's I, I don't know if there's a more basic right in this country uh, than the right to vote. And uh, the Republicans are hell bent on on taking it away. And it's for a very simple reason. Um, the people that they want to prevent from voting are the people who will vote against them, obviously. And uh, there's a little more. Again, we'll go back to Florida and uh, voter suppression. Uh, Florida Governor Ron. DeSantis last Thursday, he barred local media outlets from covering his signing of a bill SB 90. It's the, uh, the latest uh, state level voter suppression law, which makes voting by mail, which millions of Floridians have done for years, more difficult. Um, and it discourages voters from waiting in long lines at, at polls. Um, it's really uh, not very good news. This was an interesting uh, piece of news that I got. There was a, uh, a study done called Dollars versus Democracy, Companies and the Attack on Voting Rights and Peaceful Protest. Um, it says that um, 44 state lawmakers sponsored at least one anti-protest bill and one anti-voter bill in the past year. 
It also reveals that 53 of the top 100 corporate donors to the lawmakers sponsoring these bills rank among the top 100 contributors to anti-protest measures. Get this now. The top 10 corporations that have invested the most money in lobbying for anti-protest bills are all fossil fuel companies. Um, There's a lot of corporate dollars are spent um, on swaying public opinion um, really solely to protect their bottom line. And I got more on uh, really more of the same. The New York Attorney General's office released a report last Thursday showing that major U.S. telecom companies pumped millions of dollars into a secret campaign that flooded the FCC with millions of fake comments in an attempt to influence uh, the agency's repeal of net neutrality protection. Um, According to Craig Aaron of Free Press, the New York Attorney General's office has exposed a massive fraud financed by the nation's biggest phone and cable companies to drown out authentic public support for net neutrality. Net neutrality um, is another one of those rights uh, that we really um, need to have and um, and need to keep. Uh, with whatever criticism people want to have about social media and the net, um, free access to it um, is extremely uh, important. Got a little news from uh, the Pew Research people, and it relates to, <clears throat> excuse me, it relates to um, abortion. Um, Democrats and Democrat and Democratic-leaning independents are 45 points more likely than Republicans and Republican leaders to say abortion should be legal in all or most cases. That's 80% versus 35% of Republicans. And it goes back to what we were referring to in terms of Florida and Texas and and voter suppression and anti-protest bills um, and um, uh, anti-abortion legislation. Um, is right in there. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate, and I, this, the party split um, is one of the many party splits that we have in, in this country. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Okay, we're going we're gonna to move on. Um, a, a fellow uh, um, by the name of Liddell Lee, uh, an Arkansas man who was convicted of murder and executed in 2017, who spent more? He spent more than two decades on um, on death row, and uh, recent DNA evidence uh, has proved this guy was uh, innocent. And uh, I can. There are so many reasons why the death penalty um, is is a bad idea, um, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, there are people that have been sitting on death row for years, and during th- that this time, uh, science has progressed, and they're able to determine um, guilt and innocence um, much more precisely um, than they could years ago. And there's no question um, that innocent people are being killed by the government. Uh, they're being executed. And guess what? Um, what do you think about, uh, you know, who these folks are? 
the vast majority of people on death row are poor and they're people of color. So um, it's quite unfair. And uh, where we are with, and we'll deal with some uh, fairness in um, employment. Um, progressives uh, last Friday told corporations that if they want to hire more people, they need to start uh, paying better wages. Um, and this is a kind of a result of the, I guess, recent uh, employment news came, and it was very disappointing in, in terms of hiring. Um, and uh, those conservative voices that would be in Florida and Texas and all of those places saying, well, uh, the reason why people you know, don't uh, want to go back to work is they're getting so much damn money from the federal government. And it's a great argument. It gets great traction. The other side of that story is one of the reasons why people don't want to get off unemployment is because a lot of the jobs that they're being offered pay shit. Um, so why should you do it? Um, goes along with the argument of the $15 minimum wage. Um, and, and that is as much of a reason uh, as the, the criticism on the, on the part of, of Republicans in terms of, you know, why people aren't uh, getting off unemployment to take jobs. So always two sides to every story. And uh, this, is a, this is a story, I guess you could say two sides, but really not when it, not when it comes to China and, um, and human rights. Um, um, across much of China, authorities are encouraging women to have more children uh, because they have, they have a real declining birth rate. However, in the far western region of Xinjiang, they are forcing them to have fewer. And you know why? Uh, because uh, in that part of China, uh, there's a, a Muslim ethnic minority. Um, and these are the same people who are being put in concentration camps uh, uh, by China. And um, they're, they're pressuring uh, these women to get uh, IUDs or to get sterilized. Um, one of the reasons why China is such a power uh, in the world um, is because they really do not give a shit uh, about the rights of their people. Um, all they're interested in is power um, and control. And their people are simply pawns um, in their play. Uh, a, little, a little lightness. Um, a farmer recently made history by changing the border between uh, France and Belgium. Uh, and this is after it's been um, absolutely stable and fixed for like 200 years. The Belgian farmer moved a stone on the border divide to allow his tractor to pass through, and inadvertently giving Belgium seven and a half additional feet of land. Um, I think it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. You know, the borders between all of our countries are, are so incredibly arbitrary. Um, established for political reasons, certainly not geographic or, or ethnic reasons. Um, this is a story out of India, and I, I'm not going to report on the COVID crisis, which is awful, um, but just another piece of news that caught my attention. Um, remember, I figure $1.8 billion. That's the amount of money uh, India is spending on renovating their parliament. So they want to spend that amount of money while their hospitals are pleading for help and they have COVID patients dying by the thousands. But they have the money 
uh, to renovate the house that the politicians spend their time in. Uh, that ain't fair. Um, one of my favorite ladies, um, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, expressed solidarity with working people in Colombia in a statement released uh, late last Thursday denouncing the recent killing of, of protesters uh, by security forces in the South American country. According to her, all people should have a fundamental right to demonstrate against their elected leaders. And uh, there's a, just been a, a, a crackdown on demonstrators who were protesting against a tax reform plan which favors the wealthy. And um, at least 25 people um, have been killed. My gosh, legislation that favors the wealthy. What a shock. Um, this um, is a, a piece of news. I, when I see these kind of things, it's like, what? I, what's the reason for doing this? Um, a bomb exploded um, near a girls' school uh, in the majority Shia district of West Kabul in Afghanistan on Saturday. It killed at least 30 people, many of them young girls between the ages of 11 and 15. Um, I don't... Um, I, I don't understand how this is supposed to be something that you're proud of um, and, and a way to uh, make your voice heard. Um, and it happens all too often in, in places like um, Afghanistan. Um, oh, and by the way, guess who um, has been contributing to um, the incredible uh, unrest in that country? Oh, yes, that would be the United States. Uh, we've been there 20 years um, and we'll be leaving supposedly um, on September 11th, uh, 2021, um, the anniversary of the bombing of the of the Twin Towers. And uh, it, we're, uh, the, our 20 years there will have done absolutely nothing in terms of progress um, and creating freedom for the people um, and a stable government. And this is at a cost of trillions of dollars and, more importantly, hundreds of thousands of lives. It's a screwed up policy and we've been doing it for years. Um, I want to do a quick story about uh, Kuwait um, and uh, the mistreatment of women. Uh, Farah Hamza Akbar and her family told police that she feared that a man whose marriage proposal she rejected was going to kill her. The police arrested the unnamed man on harassment charges, but he made bail. Shortly after, uh, she was left at a hospital bleeding from a fatal stab wound to the heart. Um, it, uh, her death, it was kind of in that country routine, but it is galvanizing Kuwaiti women who are sick and tired of sexist, sexist, paternalistic, and violent men um, into in a Kuwaiti version of the uh, Me Too movement. Um, I uh, so many of um, so many countries around the world uh, treat women um, as second class citizens, and 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 to say the least, it's not nearly as subtle um, as the mistreatment uh, of women in our own country and uh i i don't know if it will um it will if it will ever end but that's one of the reasons why i i took a quote uh from gandhi 
Um, a little bit of news from uh, Israel-Palestine. Um, Israel forces are, are facing fresh condemna- condemnation from international human rights experts uh, for their excessive force against Palestinian protesters in occupied East Jerusalem, which has left hundreds of people injured. And I, I'm not even sure of the number of, of people killed, um, but I can tell you within that number, um, a significant number of people killed are children. And um, uh, there was a, uh, a, a, a breakout of, of violence at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which I visited, an unbelievable place in, in Jerusalem. Rubber bullets fired at uh, Palestinians, hundreds of people injured. Um, and uh, I, I saw a, a really kind of an interesting little story uh, by Trevor Noah, who I really do like. Uh, and he addressed the issue in an interesting way. Um, and he said growing up, uh, he had younger siblings. They were considerably younger. Um, and they really, you know, they did what little kids did. They, you know, bothered him and picked fights with him. Um, and his mother um, made real sure that because he was bigger and because he was stronger, um, that he had to exercise restraint. Um, and the fact that you simply have power doesn't mean that you should be exercising it. In some ways, it means just the opposite. You really need to treat those with less power um, better than you would uh, people who are equal to you in, in terms of power. The Israelis have so much more power than the Palestinians, and they, they repeatedly over-respond, flex their muscle, destroy hundreds of buildings, kill hundreds of people um, because they have the power. Um, and you actually would think, and I wonder if, you know, guys like um, Jesus were around and how they would respond to the exercise of power. To me, the more power you have, the more compassionate you should be um, in treating others. Oh, gosh, I'm upset. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm going to move on. Um, and I think we'll talk about psychedelics, a little change of pace. Uh, after decades of demonization and criminalization, uh, psychedelic drugs are on the cusp of entering mainstream psychiatry with profound implications for a field that in recent decades has seen few pharmacological advancements for the treatment of mental disorders and addiction. The nation's top universities are they're, they're, they're racing to set up uh, psychedelic research centers and investors are pouring millions of dollars um, into uh, these kind of startups. Numerous studies have shown that classic psychedelics like LSD and psilocybin are not addictive and cause no organ damage, even in high doses. Most scientists agree that more research is needed on other possible side effects, but isn't that interesting um, that, you know, along with the legalization of marijuana um, and the easing of drug um, of some of the in- insane draconian drug laws. Um, it's actually flipping on the dime, um, and it's and the, the the potential healing benefits are being explored. 
Okay, um, we made it through. Um, I still have coffee left, um, and I want to just read. Um, I would normally I end with a, a, a poem, and I suppose if it was if it wasn't written in a paragraph um, and written like a poem, it would certainly be one. Uh, this is a quote from Mahatma Gandhi: "It's the action, not the fruit of the action, that's important. You have to do the right thing." It may not be in your power, may not be in your time, that there'll be any fruit. But that doesn't mean you stop doing the right thing. You may never know what results come from your action. But if you do nothing, there will be no result. Mahatma Gandhi. Um, in some ways, for me, um, honestly, um, this little podcast uh, is one of my ways of doing something um, as opposed to just like reading stories, forgetting them and throwing them away. Um, I um, I like sharing them with you. Um, I'm not shy about my opinions. So um, I thank you. And um, as I like to say always, um, until next week, same time, same station, God bless, no motorcycle.